0: That's your tissue now, don't
1: I? This is the Black Rifle Coffee Podcast.
0: So, do you know what this is? Yeah.
2: Letter opener? Yep.
1: That's is this an original OSS? That's the thing? original. Like original?
0: That's the original. This wow. is the original or this that, is a replica? That is. No, that's an an original. So that's an original one of one. Um, that's like thousands, thousands, but that was like, a there's was only the hundreds. Survival well, like knife piece of shit because <clears> of battles. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> 19,
0: the V42, right?
1: Um, oh, so this one has this is an original. Yeah. Dude, yeah. these are so rare. Devil's Brigade's son. So you know who? I'm obviously the only person at the table who actually doesn't know what that is. Yeah, um, seals don't use knives. They don't. No, but
0: they have their own. They had like uh, they're like I've Sog. seen them come out of the Sog. water. Yeah, just <laughs> we'll come out of the water with like the the shark knife or whatever. And that like, could have been could
1: have been Pirates
2: of the Caribbean. But
1: <laughs> either way, Johnny Depp or Navy Seal. So I, I often get them confused. Same. He played in Navy Seals. Actually, right. he was he was a B roll. He actor, was. Yeah, yeah.
2: Charlie yeah, he Charlie Sheen and, and Charlie Sheen. I would love to know the total amount of money they spent on cocaine <laughs> in their life. <laughs> More than we've all made combined. I was, what, what was it? It was the guy from Aerosmith estimated that in the 70s he spent between six to seven million dollars on blow. Johnny? Whoa. Whoa. No, no, no. This, I've leaped now into the music world. So are you oh, kidding me? Dead serious. The uh Steven Tyler. 6 to $7 million of cocaine. Maybe it was in his lifetime. I don't know if it he was- He looks healthy time. too. He should have been looking for a better deal. Like he should have tried yeah. to like get it up front, you know, like a, like a shipping
0: container full of yeah. shit. The, like so.
2: the article went deep. It was like a specific supplier with a stamp on the bag. Nice. And uh, he actually said, I regret doing so much cocaine because I could have been having sex with so many more women. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Was the interesting exact quote. <laughs> He's a rockstar. I respect that. <laughs> legit. I, I legit. respect that. <laughs> I regret doing so much cocaine because I could have been having way more sex.
2: Yeah. I. I uh, Charlie Sheen though, and uh, Johnny Depp. That's a lot of blow.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of blow.
2: Speaking of, that was a great Johnny Depp movie, by the way. The blow? trial? Yeah, blow, yeah, oh, blow was amazing. great. The yeah. movie trial that was interesting in and of itself.
0: I didn't see any of it. I watched the entire trial via meme. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I only knew every, what was going on based on the memes. That was it. Just like, okay, she
1: shit the bed. Got yeah. it. Okay. That's all I cared about and is like, that she did that. Like There when, was no
2: pictures though. Oh man. Because what was her defense? It was our their dog, which I believe was a very, very small dog. <laughs> I So I had a mini, mini dots and I lost it in the divorce. But I'm familiar with the size of the shits that it takes and it looks like a caterpillar. Right that in a in a heater from a human being on your side of the bed very hard to confuse rare. all we needed very was rare. one picture all we needed <laughs> so what
1: was and the it, case even about she was accusing him of defam- defamation uh, or he was he
2: was they were was, confu- they were accusing each other oh Is that got it what got it was got it. okay got
1: it. it was so I, dramatic
0: it's so dramatic
2: and For what? was like i thought it was so ridiculous
0: defamation cases
1: are so hard to that try really too hard. i mean it's so crazy my favorite my favorite
0: that I, I saw out of the entire the entire trial was the there's somebody that was putting a petition together to get her name legally changed to Amanda Turd, <laughs> um, <laughs> and there's like ten thousand signatures yes! on it, and I was like, "This is amazing! Amanda this is what Turs, the internet huh? is for. The internet yes. is for these types of things. Yes, like it is. It is meant for amusement. It's not meant for you know anger. Yeah." Um, but this a question I've heard. small small world. Do yeah. you know who sent this to me? <sighs> he's Absolutely a, no idea. He's a knife guy, and Arabido. No, uh, he and I have a we have we have an ongoing dialogue, text back and forth about like this knife or this knife or this knife or this knife.
2: You and Arabido do, or are you and no the this you? and the person, but
0: you know this person, you know him from Iraq, and. You also know him because he's a Delta Force guy that Tom? likes to play Navy SEAL. Oh, Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> Tyler.
2: <laughs>
0: so Tyler Gray gave me this. He sent it to me. He's like, yo, dude, I it's found this name, for you. Way.
1: Yeah. Um, where Carr. is Tyler? Probably in Hollywood. He's... But he's not doing the Navy SEAL thing anymore. He is. Somebody told me. No, 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 no he's not. Really? The dog guy. I thought he was told the tech advisor. The dog guy at SIG when we went to... Oh, you oh. guys were at SIG. but the, the, I was with Jack Carr. And the dog guy we we're having dinner, and I was like, Where's Tyler? And he's like, He's doing something else. Huh.
2: I, I was know. like, Oh. I feel like it would exhaust you at some point. Dude, burned out. Yeah, for years. Yeah. It shifted yeah. to Paramount now. Oh, really? The whole show did. Yeah. I've never seen an episode. I haven't either. I haven't either. Why, Why would one? I possibly would you watch a show called Green Beret? I think the answer is no. Uh yeah. I think it was, I would. You I would, I would, was one. Tune in Is every Thursday.
0: Because you know that it would be We're good. We're going to sign up on Especially Netflix if it's the, done on like NBC. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be super the accurate. Green Berets. Hey. <laughs> oh, you know what?
1: I, oh, I refuse God. to watch that. I, I'm woke a little bit. But he, the That's main I mean. troops, he's like the troop chief. Yep. The main character, the actor. Yeah. He wore a shirt when all this stuff was coming out and said something, it said something like kids... Let kids be tr- like something with trans or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was like let kids identify who they want to be. Right. And he had he had it sitting back. He was like sitting back and wearing that shirt and took on like an awkward selfie. Dude, he got de- I didn't I never comment on people's shit. I don't have the right. energy, but he got destroyed. Yeah, so much so based off what he abandoned saying. his account. He deleted every. Are you post, kidding? Completely abandoned. That's awesome. He's got millions of followers. Right. Completely abandoned it. Deleted all of his stuff. But I'm like, dude, why are you jumping? You're playing a Navy SEAL, Patriot, Warrior, in a TV show. Let's use those terms loosely. Yeah, I'd never I never connect mean, them. I don't connect. <laughs> there's no correlation between SEAL and Warrior. Yeah. But I'm like, you, you're you playing that role. Right. And I'm like, what, what are you doing, man? Why would you ruin... <laughs> uh, it, even if you believe that at your core, keep your mouth shut about that shit. Here's
2: what I can Nobody say Nobody wants that. to hear that shit. Here's what I can say about that. I had a conversation with somebody less than a week ago and I <laughs> I'll uh, be super broad about it, so they don't get in trouble. But they're still active duty, and they expressed concerns about the current naval special warfare culture. It is legitimate that conversations like that. Oh yeah, and that yeah. I don't actually know what the term wokeism. uh nah, you don't either. I just that def- precisely define them. But broadly, it is actually he he wanted to give a brief on what it means to be a man in a core values segment early on in training, he was told that he cannot give a brief because what if there is a female in the pipeline? And he looked at the person that was saying that to him and said, but there's not, (laughs) there's clearly (laughs) not (laughs) the class I'm getting ready to brief. You can go and like speak to each of them. And it's, and for people who don't know this until about a decade ago, I don't know how it was in the, uh, ODA world, but until about a decade ago, the SEAL pipeline was closed off to, yeah. it was mm. just changing as I got out. Right? Yeah. Same. Um, and I think that was, it yeah. was largely forced on all of the uh, special operations communities because it was, what the rule used to be? It was, it was a prohib- uh, No women in combat arms. Period. Yeah. Direct. Period. In it, but it was- Direct in, in combat. In Correct. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. we weren't the only community, but it changed. I think there have been some women who have tried the pre-screening pipeline to mm-hmm. date. Right. Nobody has- well, I saw that documentary. Demi Moore did that. Correct.
0: Yeah, correct. I mean, that and was, she made it through easy. Yeah, she, she made is, it through. And then they went on an op, like right well, at the end of Buds, out right? out at the yes. end of
2: Buds yeah. and went on a real world mish. And then somebody yeah. read her a poem and gave her a Navy Cross. Right. That, was that was a National yeah. Geographic it's documentary. A transition from training yeah. to being a recipient of a very prestigious award. Right. Yeah. But this guy's, he's like, what do you mean? There's obviously no woman. Well, there might be. Okay, but I could change the brief if that was the case. Like right. I'm capable of reading the room. He like like that was his line in the sand. He held that line in the sand and they attempted to legitimately punish him because he wanted to give a brief on how to be a man to a a group of candidates from but, early on in the pipeline. Like yeah. the most important time you could probably give it to him. Mm. He was told no. So I have concerns about the the infiltration of that ideology into the community. He voiced yeah. Concerns for the future, not only for that, but also the current combat experience in the SEAL teams. Right. I suspect this is in every branch is starting to time out. It is. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which oh, is, yeah. and I was thinking about that. I was like, wow, you're about five years away from being a really dangerous place Garrison where it's Army. all based yeah. upon things you have heard of, but have never directly right. done, which is the training pipeline that I was going through pre-9-11. We had yeah. decades of peace, of jungle warfare. And then I get over to Afghanistan and Iraq. I'm like, oh, why are swim fins on the list? <laughs> why did you ask me to bring a dive mask for that, Dad? These don't. Why are we running into every room with our hair on fire? That shit doesn't work. Mm. So it's a uh, that T-shirt. I think is a little bit endemic of the the broader. Some people might not think it's a problem. Some people might think it's a solution. I don't know either way. I think it's concerning, and I'm also glad that I'm I'm not living in that world. Well, what do you think happens
1: if you if you could predict the future? Because we're on a trend. It seems like we're seemingly. Fucking everything up. Mm. So if you look at, can I say fucking on your podcast? Yeah, it's the internet, dude. Say whatever whose podcast
0: work. is. Yeah. This is ours. Like, we're going to distribute it across it. everybody. Yeah. oh Yeah. Who cares? The tripod,
1: um, three equal legs. I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, what do you think happens? Because there's obviously a shift. There's mental health concern. Yeah. Like people, uh active shooting, that's another topic we're talking about. But yeah. when people immediately divert to the tool, I go, dude, we're in a mental health crisis. There's, um, the highest rates of suicide amongst teenage girls. Right. Um, the reflection of comparing themselves to everything in the algorithm. Right. So what's it's the... Bring it on in, girl. What does the up. next five years look like from that?
0: I honestly, I don't know. Like I, I, I get like... Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. I get like... Well, I'll, I'll rewind a little bit. I was thinking about this the other day because I was thinking about how France had essentially bailed us out during the Revolutionary War. So if it weren't for France funding their additional layers of you know military capacity, ships, like the Revolutionary War would have gone a completely different direction. A lot of people could speculate, but truly without their military power and funding, we would have been fucked. Um, I don't know if anybody else would have backfilled it. I'm not like speculating. I'm just saying like, we would have been fucked. Now, take that from 1776, fast forward, to 1941 where we were bailing them out because they couldn't defend themselves. Yeah. So we didn't exist as a country. And then we fast forward from 1776 to 1941. That's a relatively fast decline. But what I was thinking about, and and it was in reference to somebody was talking about the, um, the country of France and then how countries decline and what they focus on is they get so comfortable in their security and they get complacent Mm. and then they focus on arbitrary things. So France, for instance, in this circumstance, like to focus on a lot of philosophy, fashion. They went to a a, like something like a one-day work week, right? I'm just exaggerating, right? And then they take like three months off in the summer. Like mm. they they lost their capacity to work, and ultimately, they 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 focused on the wrong things, and then they couldn't defend themselves. You know, 150 years later, mm. we're we're on that trajectory. We're focused on the wrong things. Like, no matter what world you live in, I, I don't care who you are an eight-year-old doesn't have the psychological capacity to to, to define their gender. Like I will debate anyone Mm. about that. I have an eight-year-old. My eight-year-old doesn't know the difference between macros and micros. She can't determine what is a healthy food 365 days out of the year, let alone whether or not she's going to be a man or a woman for the rest of her life. That is fucking completely insane. Mm. And statistically... It's less than 5% of the entire United States that believe in this bullshit. So why are we placating to a group of fucking crazy people that think that this is acceptable for eight-year-olds or that schools need to be injected into that narrative as well? Like, hey, dude, you're there to teach my kids how to spell elephant, not how to determine their fucking sexual preference. Like, get the fuck out of it. But I think as a society, we've become so so rewinding. I think we've become so complacent because people are secure. They live in this false sense of security, and they're always like, big brother's gonna protect me. And evil men like Andy, Evan, and Mike will always go out and do our bidding. And then we can always fucking flog them later for all the, you know, bullshit that they did overseas. But we've entitled, I said, the warrior class. We've entitled the American public, which is our job to live in this false sense of security, which ultimately ble- breeds complacency. It's then, it's just a slippery slope to
2: what we focus on. The other meme, the hard times, yeah, yeah, hard yeah. men, which create easy times, which creates, and I'm totally fucking sure. that up, but it, it goes back into a circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And recently, you see a lot of people circling the easy time creates weak people followed by the catastrophe that comes from that, which creates hard times, which creates mean times. Well, and we're we're all, we come from similar. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it creates hard men. Yeah. Well, we're all similar backgrounds. Like,
0: like I don't believe in this whole thing of like, you can't be competitive. Like, you know, you can't teach your kids to be competitive. You can't Hmm. teach your kids to compete. Like we're all parents. We're all here sitting same table. I'm like, I want my girls to be competitive. Yeah. Like I want them to,
2: I want my kids to lose, yeah. Not exactly. like in the uh, grand scheme, but like right. micro losses, so they avoid macro life failure. Exactly. Yeah. I had a uh, this is the first talk
1: like man to man with my son the other day. You know my my son's three. She has a twin.
2: of a twin right. daughter. As a parent, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say it might be a little early for those. <laughs> No, it was the appropriate time. If your talk was about <laughs> it was like Plato or pulling on other people's penises, perhaps yeah. it was time for that. But like, as a, like a political or it philosophical was comment, like it made. I, so the I birthplace of philosophy. <laughs> yeah. We we were
1: we were in the kitchen and I was getting ready for uh, to take him to the daycare, and my son sits on the ground. I'm like, "Hey, go put on your shoes." And these kids are high. Hy- I think they're hyper intelligent. Every parent does right. They're yeah, the kids are yeah. the smartest, but they're su- uh, super sociable. They understand exactly what I'm telling them to do. I'm like, "Hey." Go put on your shoes. And so my son sits down and this has happened before, but he had uh, his sister's Cinderella slipper, the jelly slipper. Yeah, yeah. Right. I threw away the one that I found in the car because I thought, oh, I lost the other one. So I'm like, I tossed that one. And then he found that one and he goes to put it on his foot. And I said, no, 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 no. That's not your shoe. And I pulled it off and he started crying. I was like, son, this isn't your shoe. I said, do you want this shoe or your boots? And he goes, I want that shoe. I was like, okay, do you want girl shoes or do you want boy shoes? And he goes, I want girl shoes. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and so, dude, I, cause I was, it was, this is in haste. Yeah, so then all yeah. of a sudden I go, all right, let me, let me sit down in front of him and like navigate this. So I'm like, son, okay, you like Luca, right? And Luca is the Disney movie with the Italian, like, no, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Navy yeah. SEALs, mm-hmm. the, the, the kids come out of the water. How yeah, the man. fuck yeah.
2: does everything come back The Navy SEALs? I think they're SEALs. They're actually It navies. always comes back. They're all Navy. It's they're always, made, Navy. it always That movie back. is 100% not about anything
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Maybe, maybe. That's the underlying theme. I appreciate it. It's like, what do you guys think? Yeah, Senior Petty Chief Luca.
1: Yeah. So, so Luca. Chief Petty Officer, not Petty <laughs> Chief. Chief. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Petty Chief. Uh, Senior Petty Chief Officer. Uh, I said, and they love Luca, but they also love Moana. I said, hey, do you like Luca? Or do you like Moana? And I, and I said, do you like Luca? Like, oh yeah, I like Luca. Or do you like Moana? I'm like, yay, Moana. And he goes, I like Luca. And I was like, yeah, you like Luca. And he's like, yeah. I was like, let me go get your boots. He goes, okay. And then he throws on his boots and he was like, he stands up and he's like, Luca. And he's all proud. Right. I'm like, was that, was that life changing for him? No. But what I realized, it's like disciplining my kids. It's like disciplining a, a squad of infantry. When you're in a gunfight and they don't have any guidance, they flop, they flail, they shoot at hillsides. What are you shooting at? I'm shooting because everybody else is shooting. When you get to the root of it, you're like, no, 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 no. You don't shoot just to shoot. You shoot when you have a target or if you're suppressing the enemy, I could buy off on that. When you have kids, you have to give them structure because when you give them structure, their mind doesn't wander. And they don't fill the gaps with assumptions. Right. Like it's the it's the same thing I see on a flat range, right? Where a a person who thinks they know what they're doing but has no clue, when they don't understand what to do, they do something wrong. Right? They they move the gun around, they get all deficient, they they start moving their trigger finger. You're like, what what are you doing right now? You just well, described me in a gunfight.
2: Y- yes. Perfectly. I'm like, stop. Shoot at a- <laughs> around. <laughs> He's like, you never shoot at a hillside. I'm sitting there like, <laughs> I shoot, anal size all the time. Why not? <laughs> Those if you guys are, are getting are it on. I want to get it on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Loud noises. Oh, shit.
1: So I, I've noticed when my kids are given um, an inch, they take the mile. Right. That's all. But, kids. They, fl- but they flail. Right. But when you give them discipline, they thr- my kids thrive. They yeah. love to be like, all right, what's next, son? Do this, do that. And I think a lot of parents are scared to allow their kids to live in structure because they think that's somehow taking away their freedoms. Yeah, It's like, you don't have to allow your kid to choose. How about you give them, you consolidate their choices and you give them smart choices. You mm-hmm. say, hey, you could choose left or right, whatever you want, A or B. But giving them the freedom is saying, you could be whatever you want to be. You could be a unicorn. You could be a, a girl as a boy. That doesn't work in, in my household. And, and I think as, an, as a society... We buy into the idea that utopia is this idea of being so free, so loose, do whatever the fuck you want. Mm. And th- that doesn't work. And, and, you know, like it's back to the um, special operations guys. No. all Luca. Lu- back to the, right. Luca, mm-hmm. chief petty officer Luca. Um, when you take special operations guys and you ask them if they did uh, low-vis operations, they would tell you, yeah, I do low-vis ops, right? If you tell them, are you an unconventional warrior? Yeah, I'm unconventional. The reality is when you get down the root of it, they are just masters of convention, mm-hmm. right? They, they, are, they take taken uh, all the mastering of all the basics and they've mastered convention, which isn't unconventional. We think irregular and unconventional is like, people think that it's just like being loose, being crazy, being a hippie. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's more discipline. So we need to get more discipline, quoting Jocko. Discipline equals freedom. It equals freedom.
2: Instead of this idea of like, just do some do discipline equals some freedom. Yeah, So you can just not be in fucking fifth gear at 100 miles an hour all yeah, the time? but you don't have to be. Waking yeah. up at 4.30 is exhausting. I would never do that. I feel Jocko goes to bed at 5 p.m. He's got to.
0: No, I've talked to him later <laughs> in the evening, like at like 8 o'clock his time. I'm like, yo, dude. Aren't you trying to get your
2: solid yeah. He's just sitting there just, huh, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do uh, you think <laughs> your philosophy will be as your kids get older? Um, because I think if you rate, and again, I'm not a perfect parent, but my kids are older than both of your guys. So you, you have different, you have a different dexterity. uh, My daughter just turned 14. I'm in birthday season. So she turned 14. My middle son turned 17 in uh, August. And then my oldest turns 19 in October. Yeah, man. Mind You said he got a beard, right? Yeah, yeah I call, seriously. I call him Osama Bin Riley. He looks like a full jihadist, <laughs> just scruffy and just hair. That's awesome. Just yelling at people at first person. <laughs> you fucking cuck. <laughs> I like, walk by his room and I'm like, God damn it, you don't know how to fight. God, if <laughs> you run into any of these people on the street, you get fucked up. Oh God, yeah. So Osama Bin Riley just turned to 19, and uh, I think I think earlier on, you can be very dogmatic and, and i present this as a question not necessarily um a way forward but i think you have to give them more flexibility and choices as they get older yes I agree. because we all I agree. know people who let's i'm going to use uh religion as an example of something that is a rigid ideology and the people that i know at a young age who were the most restricted lost their fucking minds yeah. as soon as they got out of that yep and i look at and i look at the way my parents raised me it's interesting having older kids now, because I look at my oldest, my two, my two boys who. Uh, Did you have older siblings? I had an older sister. Yeah. We started getting along uh, Tuesday. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. no, we're doing better, but it actually was really, it was really shitty when we were younger. Uh, for reasons that I don't know necessarily, we've been able to identify yet, right. but it's just been back and forth. My two oldest boys think that they're James Bond and they're really not sneaky. And, right. and their field craft is weak C minus at best yeah, yeah. on their best day. Right. Most of the time when they're pulling some shit, I know what's going on. And I look I, and I have these conversations with my dad. And I'll be like, Hey, did you know that when I was in high school, I was doing this, that, or then they're like, Yeah, yeah. Your mom and I used to laugh about that. I'm like, why didn't you say anything or stop me? They're like, You had to make your own mistakes. You had right. to make your own choices. You had to have your own consequences. So I think that's squared away. You yeah. have to find i buy into that. Yeah. But they also weren't going to let me, like, like, kill yourself. Yeah, go make a Molotov cocktail in yeah, yeah. my neighbor's yard. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, lighting the grass on fire by the house is fine, but let, let's not throw it over the wooden fence. Right. <laughs> the The ability to make decisions inside of boundaries that your parents are there for, right? The soft bumpers that are there as the bowling ball is bouncing around. Hmm. I think if you don't do that, that the world at some point will put them into the wood chipper and spit them out into pieces. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't know the answer though when you need to shift from the shoes, like make hmm. first off, question with it. Have you ever tried on women's footwear? They're comfortable. Totally. Have so, you ever yeah. worn like have you guys ever worn like a nice wedge? Like a nice <laughs> tan wedge, open toe. Gives you a few inches and it's makes yeah, you comfortable. yeah, that's nice. Let yeah. me build yeah. your calves. Yeah. Get a little
0: little bit more bounce. Every time ass. my wife <laughs> every time my wife puts on heels, all uh-huh. she does is complain about them. So like, it, is, are like way better. she's like these yeah. are the worst. Why do people wear these? No. Like this is the fucking worst shoe ever.
2: An open toe wedge with like a nice sundress commando style, of course, to get the breeze. Yeah. yeah. You look yeah. Good. There's a couple of tails that look really good in that. I've seen they were mm-hmm. for the Pentagon. There's another there's a few of them. I do Wedge Fridays. It's not a wedge deal. Fridays. <laughs> it's it's with full auto Fridays. It's also <laughs> wedge <laughs> <Fridays>. <laughs> Yeah, wedge at the table. Yeah, under the you just like comfy. Yeah, I don't know when you there's
0: a there's a really good book out there, actually. I'll recommend it. It's called Unfragile. And it's about
2: I haven't read it, but I've heard
0: of it. It's it's quite literally about what we're talking about here. It's developing strength through creating a diverse set of complex problems that your kids constantly have to solve. Mm. And so you're, you're trying to toughen them up, basically. Yeah, yeah. And where they have to solve their own problems, they take accountability for their actions. It gives like, you hey. the
1: problems in the book?
0: No. Or it's just like it talking about, about it, a philosophy, yeah. Yeah. right? So it's, I like that. It's really interesting. Uh, you know, I tend to agree with with this. It wasn't something that I read. and I'm like, oh my gosh, this life changing. It's like now that that's what I do. Yeah, right. Because I think we've also things will get different as the girls start to get a little bit older. I understand that, but man, they you got to toughen them up. Yeah, like you got to let them like make some your mistakes. Introduce you yeah. right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Uh, the gym I train at uh, the what would it be? They're not affiliates. They're the ecosystem is, it's called a uh, straight blast gym. And they do an inner gym competition called the gorilla cup. Cause the mascot is a large, Oh yeah. Yeah. A, a large mm-hmm. eight. Yeah. My coach Travis uh, has for the last few years gotten up in the opening speech cause it's largely kids. Right. It's hilarious to watch six and seven-year-olds holding onto each other's collars and just death spirals. It's, just, ha! Yeah. it's <laughs> like awesome. they're free fall. And then into the teens, it's just like uncontrolled by, I could sit there and watch it all day long with popcorn. Okay. But he opens with, let your kids lose and then don't tell them that that's okay. Don't try to round, and you know, don't be like, oh, you're a piece of shit because you lost. It's like, you're not going to get a particip- tro- participation trophy and that's okay. You lost and you shouldn't want to lose But that should also be the motivation for you. Like, don't sit there and tell you, oh, you lost. It's okay Mm. to sit there and cry. Like, no, like this is what happens in your life. How are you going to deal with it? Yeah. And I think it's the perfect opening is, Mm. you know, if you don't expose, that's another thing I don't understand about. I agree with you that I think in the world that we live in, or probably the largely the first world, the sense of security and comfort, everything should be equal. Equal. Like we don't want to elevate one group of people against another or have a first, second and third. Somehow. Ranking where people finished became a bad thing. I don't understand that. I can understand in an insular world how that makes sense. But if you do anything that touches anything outside of that country or community that you live in, you're going to get fucked up. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think China cares too much about participation trophies or any other country that may be even an adversary or just business competition to the United States. They're probably sitting back on, oh, my God, I hope that this culture just permeates even farther, even Mm -hmm. deeper because it it fails, the crucible of the real world, yeah when it, it, when you look at the decline of civilizations,
0: whether it's like what I just referenced or you know the Roman Empire, whatever empire we're we're looking at, like there's a lot of different reasons, but typically you can see trends within a society. So the Roman Empire is a really good example they They started taking too much territory, they were logistically too spread out. Um, they took for granted their own safety and then they focused on a lot of like philosophical and, and abstract issues that weren't necessarily built around hardening your culture and then building, uh, security. And I think like a lot of people take, well, I know a lot of people in America take their country's security. They, they, they take it for granted. They just think like, we're never going to be at war. So it doesn't really matter. And if the war happens, it's going to be overseas and it's not, it's not going to affect us. Like, But let us just take into account a couple thousand years. Like, We won't even have to go back previous to this. But humans have been killing each other for as long as humans have been around. So to live in this false reality where they think that there's never going to be a war ever again, they're fucking retarded. Mm. They're living in a complete false reality. Yeah. Because they're not taking into account the last... 2,000 years of human development and evolution and history and societies like rise and fall. And if they get complacent and when they they get complacent, they're allowed to ultimately be distracted by bullshit. Mm. And then that continues to kind of develop. And I think we've fed ourselves this like these, they're not even complex lies. It's like you can go to college I'm going to reference this because of the the debt, the college debt, uh, uh elimination it was it was like $8 billion or something like that. I can't remember
2: exactly Why the do details people of call it. call it elimination anyway? Because isn't, is it actually going to be just erased off the books or is it just going to be aggregated? To I literally taxpayer? have no idea. Yeah. Like I, I have like no, no idea what be, I'm talking about. I bet I feel like it's not, <laughs> people use that term. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> they'll say <laughs> For forgive you guys. the debt. It's like, yeah, but aren't the taxpayers just each equally going to absorb a share of that? It's like, yeah. It's not like, not like it's forgiven. But it, but that's a good example. It's like, what fucking planet
0: do people live on where they think they can go to college and that other people that have been working really fucking hard are going to pay their bills? While they were fucking off. Like, fuck you. <clears throat> yeah. Not only fuck you, like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, you want to go get a bullshit liberal arts degree that allows you to do nothing other than wait tables yeah. for basically the same amount of money that you would have made graduating from fucking high school? hmm but you're going to take on 60 to $100,000 worth of debt. And then you're going to pass that debt on to like the guys that turn wrenches for a living that went Mm -hmm. on to do something else where, yeah, they might be making more money. I mean, a long haul trucker right now makes more than like a person with a liberal arts degree waiting tables. Mm -hmm. So it's like your decisions in life and how they make them and how they affect other people. And this whole notion that if you go to a university or a college and you get a four-year degree that you're somehow fucking better than other people in the United States and somehow they need to pay your bills. Like, fuck you. This is one of the reasons why people don't like the left side because there's nobody on the right that I know of that I talk to who's like, you know what? I think it's perfectly acceptable that long haul truckers have to pay the uh, student debt for, you know, the liberal arts degrees that are still waiting tables that have $100,000 worth of student debt. Mm. Like nobody
2: fucking that I talk to thinks like that ever. Maybe I live in a like very... Um, I wonder who, how the people who have that debt and want it to be absolved. I wonder, and I don't know how this structure would exist, but I wonder if we could find another group of people that somehow, so let's say you had to get a, go into debt to become a trucker. Sure. I wonder how those who are saying I shouldn't have to pay this would feel about having to pay somebody else's mm-hmm. debt if the tables were flipped on them. Well, you, I don't have an answer to that. I don't either. I'd be very curious to see if they were as tolerant. They wouldn't be. I don't, I, I don't think they, they would be. be. I don't think they would be.
0: Like, yeah. what, what, I was reading a some article the other day about how what we're headed for in the next three years is there, there's a significant shortage in long-haul truckers. If we don't get another 20% backfilling, specifically within long-haul truckers, like there's going to be a logistics crisis within the United States. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, because you see the billboards, you're like, you know... Mm-hmm. Come to work for, you know, so and so's long haul trucking, classroom trucks right. Fucking everything, right? Right. So we actually need those. Mm. As a as a society, we need that to function. Like we don't need some of these other things. When I say like as a society, like like do I really need somebody to like bag my groceries? Mm -hmm. Not really. I can bag my own fucking groceries, but I
2: can't prefer to. I yeah,
0: so do I. But I can't drive a fucking semi.
1: Like Oh, that's not true.
2: I can. We could all figure you that look shit like like a truck figure out. And that's what I was thinking <laughs> as I was looking at you. I was like, yeah, truck "We can it out." I was gonna say, "You just took over us for the riding the Bronco." Yeah, yeah, over the top. Boom! Like, Do you have a semi here? I bet you we can get that shit started. You should have, have a black rifle, rifle, coffee, decked out
1: semi truck. You're right. We why don't should. you have one of those? I don't know, Mike. Like why? Why? <laughs> <it's> why
0: why are <laughs> why, you making fun of me for not having the semi? The Bronco?
2: Did you put the Bronco in it? And then bring it to Calisbo, which is where it's going to be until you
0: give it away. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about the Bronco. It's uh, 1973, well, technically ish. ish. (laughs) It's a fully custom (laughs) 1973 Bronco, 850 horse at the wheel, um, Buffalo hide interior. So we're giving it away to Coffee Club subscribers. So you got to be a subscriber to win. You got to join the Coffee Club. You got to join the coffee club.
2: club. The regular one or the ECS? You can be, it's either way. What does ECS stand for? Exclusive coffee subscription. I've been fucking that up on my ad reads. It's fine. I'm like, that's Evan's coffee subscription. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We can do either one. I'm the guy that develops all that shit. That's what I said. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Evan is like mixing these beans and roasting them for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's basically. I'm glad you don't listen to the ad reads on the podcast because they are unacceptable most of the time. I, I like them. Yeah, I've I've, I've heard good. I've They're heard good. a few of them.
0: They're really good. Yeah. I like the fact that like, you do have
2: like if you don't want coffee that tastes like it was stirred with a dick, get black. Rifle Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that too.
0: Yeah, the coffee subscription is like. I, there's so many different reasons why I love it, but the ECS it's my favorite. And like you have to register your email to get it, blah blah blah. We don't need to turn it into a commercial. Uh, but actually you
2: actually even open slots for it? Because for a while you glass ceilinged it out, right?
0: Yeah, we're we're capped. So, but every month there's you know a couple hundred people that that fall off, and so we typically have Some two things. to three thousand emails like ready to go for the people that want to want to get it. Um, and it's the coolest art. Like we do all that stuff in house. It's fucking rad. Like I love that. And that's what I'm drinking right now is Medusa's madness. And depending on how much psilocybin the guys downstairs are taking
1: is is, (laughs) how much is in the coffee. Well, we'll directly.
0: Yeah. Well, directly reflect the right. Yeah. Derek's like, Shaking. It it's just micro and dosing. It's totally it's my, no. That's a macro dose. You are yeah. naked, Cam. Yeah. Jesus, man. <laughs> you are taking a macro dose, boy.
1: I, on the logistics thing, um, I
2: just heard. Hold on. It, we're talking about the Bronco. Let's not go down the logistics oh, rabbit hole. So yeah. Well, yeah. yeah.
1: So well, it, was, it had to do with the, the. Yeah. That's how we went
2: down. It had, it had to do with the, the parts.
1: So the
0: whole thing with this was I wanted to do the what 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 I felt was the the perfect Bronco, the perfect vehicle for a subscriber giveaway.
1: It's not a Bronco, though. It, it is. The perfect Bronco is not... What I'm saying is the perfect Bronco is not using anything from a Bronco because
2: it, it would kill you. No, that's not true. It has a VIN plate. It does. <laughs> it does.
0: It has, it, has, it has a VIN number. It's an original.
2: <laughs> yeah. Pulled off one vehicle.
0: <laughs> and I, I was more curious as to how much is it going to cost me to build this? And then what I wanted to do is give it back to the subscribers because a subscription, you know, it's something I started in my garage. It means like everything to me as far as like being a subscription, uh, being a subscriber. It's like let me give something back. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to tear this out. I'm going to make this Bronco. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And the Bronco, it got a little bit out of out of control. It did. I I capped it initially. I was like, I'm going to spend two hundred thousand dollars on this. It's going to be epic. And then you immediately blasted through that. And then I I immediately fucking went to three hundred. And then I went to four. Oof. And I was like, okay, well, don't even show me the last invoice. I don't give a fuck because it's going to be given to a subscriber. And so now I've got a year before I give it away. And I mean, it is the most incredible vehicle. I, it came directly out of my head into the designers,
1: and then they built it. So, so they don't do that as a production vehicle. They custom that. Like everything on that is There's a one off. No Shut
2: production. up. But well, we both laid down everything and looked, and looked underneath, like the outside of it and the interior is mm-hmm. fantastic a picture underneath of all the work that went into yeah. that, the wrapping yeah. and the protection yeah. and the suspension. It's Holy crazy. shit. It's crazy. Yeah. It's
0: crazy. It's a, it's, it's, it, you can race it and like, it's not going to be like, you know, a racing truck, but you can, we took it to the mountains and we've like, we put it through its, put its paces yeah. and it's fucking gnarly like it is Isn't fucking
2: apocalypse gnarly. You know, sure. the fact that you could potentially own that for a coffee subscription it's nuts yeah i offered you five grand and you denied i, it. I denied it five thousand and one dollars
1: yeah it's it's fucking wild
0: but i do need a semi you're right we do need a semi yeah. like Which we just need the bronco one. could be put in and brought to calis correct
2: yeah yeah yeah. We're gonna have a huge outdoor area. I'm just saying by the I'm, coffee shop. We could just park it right there. I'm excited. I'm excited for the coffee shop. When 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 is that ready to go? Uh fuck. I hate and hesitate to put the opening yeah. out there. Yeah. I'm gonna say November 15th. But really constru- this year? Oh yeah. Yeah. Whew. There's a very good chance though construction will be done a month before that. Right. And we may or may not be open stress testing the systems, mm. getting everything up and running. But it's uh, it's been fast. I think I sent you the picture where they drop yeah, the metal yeah. into the fountain. So the foundation looks fucking in, amazing.
1: Structural steel is up. Once that goes in, it's in the it's next thirty fast. days.
2: It should be a completely dried-in building, uh, connected to the brick uh, historical building that's going to be the back house. And like everything is going to be inside work at that point. It's going to be fucking badass. What We're, are you going to do one? I, I'm waiting on you. I
1: want to do one with well. GDRS. I want to do one where the need is. I'm. I'm actually. I, I'd like to do a one in Dallas we're doing a Philcraft craft survival, like what we have here. got yeah, yeah. too many already in Texas. You guys up? need to think outside the box. Well, Dallas, Texas, I just, because we did the geographical stuff on it. 7.6 million people in Dallas-Fort Worth. Yeah. And, and when I, uh, I went there and with a day's notice, I said, I hit up the Black Rifle in Dallas mm-hmm. and they because of Memorial Day, they wouldn't do events, which is appropriate. So I, I just put out on a feeler. I said, hey, if you got a warehouse space, hit me up. And the guys from Black Dog Traders who do uh, Land Cruiser rebuilds. Oh, yeah. Like from scratch. Right. Uh, dude, Austin uh, runs it. Uh, they gave me the building. That's and cool. I said, hey, show up. This is 12 hours and had 120 people show up. Shut the Bo- fuck up. On the blind on a Friday Seriously? evening. Just showed the fuck up. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, what is going on here? Then I started looking at the demographics. I'm like, we have to have an HQ there. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing a HQ with training. We'll do simulations, cool. Pro shop. And then a black rebel coffee small like like Neil and Casey's in mm-hmm. Ready Gunner yeah down in Provo, um their their stuff went up fast in Spanish yeah Ford. yeah I was yeah. surprised I how right fast I forgot they were the owners yeah. of the Spanish Dude, they went up yep. so
2: damn fast do Once they you get past a certain build point it's, it's rapid bro yeah, it's yeah. rapid I couldn't
0: believe it yeah we're we're building a lot I, I've got um I talked to you um I what what I hope I think Don Junior is going to do some in Florida so nice. he'll do
2: a couple. Uh, which I visited the one in Niceville, actually. It's I nice. Been we flew in for a jujitsu seminar yeah. in the airport. It's a like, really I good shop. Went, I was like, son of a bit. We went in there, didn't know anybody, spent 30 minutes with the manager, like back of house, walking us mm-hmm. through system. It was, it's, it's such a cool community. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, this is what we're getting ready to build. He's like, Oh yeah. Come on back. Was Charlie
0: us? down there or he who was down was. there? Yeah. Was,
2: I forget uh, the managers. I have his name, uh, mm-hmm. card in my wallet, but. Couldn't have been cooler. Like random yeah. dude off the street. He's like, Yeah, just come on back. The thing is, yeah, dude, crushing this it. Shit. Jamie makes this like I'm sweating profusely yeah. right now.
1: Jamie didn't make that coffee. Like I got sweat going like, on like this. Jamie store doesn't make sweaty coffee. You just you need
2: to back it off a notch. Yeah.
0: Like yeah, right. I'm I mean, I I'm sweating too because it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Like but let's, I like to really ramp it up throughout the let's, day. Let's talk some serious topics. I have I want to well, talk
1: a serious topic. I've I got, got one, one too. I'm first. Okay. because I got one too. That's true. He's I been pulling rank on me for the last 48 hours. I fucking have to. Oh, yeah. Well, once, yeah. He once I pulled out that ID he car. was a legit yeah. officer,
0: yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, what the fuck? He's like a
2: lieutenant or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's lieutenant first to, class petty officer. You, yeah. Too <laughs> Call me sir if it makes you feel better. <laughs> butter bar. Lieutenant <laughs> first class bar. petty officer chief, right? It was a lieutenant. <laughs> which bars. is a captain, <laughs> right? I mean, that's a captain. Captain in the Navy is a fucking 5 I love it when they confuse this. I know. I was reading an article the other day. It was about you. Oh, good. How does it feel to be the most dangerous video? <laughs> oh, is that what it said? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, it did. I don't know if it said oh, the world or did it say the United States? United States. I think... How I, does it feel I, to be there? I got excerpts
0: like or, or passages from it. And um, I thought it Frickin was... Hayford. I thought it was, what was funny. From here on out. What is this, the yeah. lawsuit thing?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's some kook. Like, it's just like there's like some kook and this is what they do. Like, this is the thing. Like, with a public company and any of these public companies like your first year is kind of like figuring shit out. figuring shit out. Right. And it's like, and you always get hit with people. This is their business model. Like, it's like you get hit with these things. And it's like, this is their business model that that whole thing. I'm not even going to reference who they are, but it was like, this is some fucking kook that like whether or not he invested or not. I'm like, we don't fucking know.
2: Oh, well, you didn't even file the right paperwork. Um, but, but you have to respond though. Right? No, I, I mean, I'm going to have to respond to... I mean, as a company being public, mm -hmm. I would imagine that's one of the downsides because legitimate or not, it's not like you can ignore it. You have to allocate energy and resources. That's got to be exhausting.
0: Uh, It is isn't. it isn't. Like, you just kind of know this is the deal. Like, you know that this is like the deal in being a public company. And like, I've heard it all, right? It's like, uh, because there's a section of the internet that loves to like, just, Fucking take take shots, you know, yeah. and that's just like the internet in general because it's like trolling is a fucking business. Yeah, and it's boost booster
1: like, analytics. Like I've had it's analysts not
0: say, much like shit about trolling.
2: Sometimes <laughs> trolling is. is <laughs> I mean, trust me, I, I'm, I love being a fucking troll just like anybody else. I don't do it a lot. <laughs> but I do it sometimes. It's fun. <laughs> Usually on Tim Kennedy's page. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tim's oh, his easy book's up, book by the way. Came out yeah. S- Scars and stripes.
1: I yeah. have an excerpt where I saved him in sniper school. Just, just for your essay. Good. Yeah. Your windage call. Yep. My, I will, yeah. his partner bailed, right? Well, his partner sucked really right. bad and God bless his soul. Cause he wound up getting killed later. Well, let's be dead. honest too. So, in
2: sniper school, your spotter can totally fuck you. Mm-hmm. they're like oh yeah. yeah dude yeah he fucked yeah. them. 10 ring and yeah. then you walk up to your target and like hey motherfucker there's no holes in this and you were telling me not to make an adjustment because an- <laughs> yeah like, my bad your score's zero yeah that's Fuck. what i would do
0: if i was in sniper school with mike oh for sure yeah wow. i would
2: yeah but the it's windage competitions call, bitch man. the windage call <laughs> is an art form people think they have a scientific method for that like that's that's an art form and that's where I his know. his buddy was call, yeah he didn't know how to call wind
1: and then me and my partner were top shot in cyber school and at the time we it's didn't know that flex. but we
2: were doing so, it is, know, right? yeah. a an my peck flexed up it was like an unnecessary addition to the story yeah. well it just <laughs> it just
1: shows my
2: efficiency <laughs> of yes. my, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I, I called the his partner called him they failed the field shoot they had to pick two guys or they had to pick a team to replace their spotters to spot for them mm-hmm. and the incredible thing is how at the time fucked up the cadre were not all of them there's rock stars uh, that were there. In fact, I hired two of my cadre that are training directors for me, Sean Kirkwood and Kevin Owens, rock stars. But there was one guy that in particular who wanted Tim to fail. And because of Tim, because they just didn't like him. And and, it it was jealousy. A lot of it was like, whatever. And so I was like, listen, and at the time I was like a senior dude, and I was in the commanders and extremist force on a recce team. Right. So my job was being a sniper. And so I took this serious mm-hmm. and I'm like, and Tim was the same deal. He was in C 37 He was yeah. in a SIF. And I was about to go down range. I said, look, um, you just told him he failed. He's got one more shot left. Yeah. And in the book, it doesn't talk this in, in detail, but I said, Get the NCIC and make them, come, like, have him come here. And they were like, oh, shit, this dude's flexing on fucking NCIC." I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, you can kick me out of this school. Right. Like, where's the NCOIC at? And at the time, I was a dude named Eric from 10th Group. He came in and he said, what's going, what's going on? And he was all confused. And I, I gave him the, uh, the lowdown. And good on him for being an uh, NCIC, being in charge right. and making the right call. He said, the benefit of the doubt always goes to the student. Which is the right call. Yeah. Right. You absolutely. You're tra- absolutely. It's sniper school is yeah, a, training a, school. a training school, it's not school. an assessment yeah. school. And these guys already have shown they have the competency and aptitude to succeed. So train them. So he literally pulls out a M118, a mm-hmm. 308 round and says, he hands it to me and he goes, Mike, you have one target. If he misses, he fails sniper school. If he hits it, you pass. Then he hands it over to the cadre, who was the dickhead, and says, you have to identify as target. So the, the idea in a field shoot is unknown, unknown distances. You have a time limit or constraint for milling the target mm-hmm. and then shooting the target. They have, this is range 66. They have ranges from a couple hundred meters out to 800 meters. And, you know, at, at 800 meters, the 300 rounds going transonic. It's starting to shift into, into being subsonic, which means it's more unstable. So it's more difficult, more inconsistent. So he goes to call the target and immediately he gives it to me. And I have to walk on my s- shooter, who's Tim, and he chooses to follow this fucking target. And immediately I'm like, this is fucking <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> so I look in his binos. He goes, can you see the target? Because you have to look in his mm-hmm. binos and you go, can you identify the target? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm just stalling a little bit. And I look at the target and it's a full size Ipsic or a full size e-, e type. E type silhouette. Yeah, yeah. Not one hit on the target the whole day. Solid. I'm like, fuck.
2: So we're talking about 800 meters. 800 meters, right? Why so, do you guys use meters instead of yards in the army? Because we're superior. Yeah. yeah.
0: just it, It's just... A, it's, a, it's, a,
2: it's a more accurate yeah,
1: unit okay. of measurement. Mill radian, not the mm-hmm. distance, becomes more accurate beyond 500 yards mm-hmm.
2: if you start getting more I find minded. a laser rangefinder to be the most accurate <laughs> measurement. There. Yeah. Of not course, your naked they did issue me one of those yeah. in sniper school. I don't like school. to shoot past <laughs> 20. We were, we were milling stuff in sniper school too. It's like... Hey guys, I know this is the early 2000s, but yeah. <clears throat> if I What's hit the down? button on this, it tells me exactly. exactly. <laughs> and it compensates for angle. Can Amazing. I They're like, no. I'm like, fuck.
1: So the, this- And take your Gore-Tex out. So, so we're we're in a situation where we have a time limit and Tim just failed because of his spotter. He gets down behind the gun. I look uh, through my spotting scope and I called, I said, hey, Timmy, here's the target macro, micro. We get him on the on the target. And I said, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you set up, and then I'm going to call the win. It, this is pre-talk, pre-game. And He said, Roger. I told him how I operate. He gets down behind it, and I said, uh, let me know when you're ready. He says, ready. So that's my initiation for the win call. Right. On the last breath of my win call, he should be st- breaking that shot. Yeah. So I said, uh, he said, ready. I said, left 1.5. At the end of five, he should be breaking that shot immediately. Right. Cause he's, he's, he's gas has it. He does left. He shifts left, holds the 1.5 and sends it. And I hear no shot. He comes up off the gun and turns around and looks at me. He goes, are you sure? And I was like, Tim, get ready. And like, I, I was about to motherfuck him, but right, I didn't yeah, say yeah. he gets back on the gun. And in the book, he actually described it. He was taken back by it because mm-hmm. his partner before was very not confident about the call. The call to me is science. It's data. It's what I'm reading. There's no like deviation. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's clear, concise communication. Right. And even if you don't know, fucking sell, right. it. fucking sell. Yeah, it. yeah. Seven, left. You're a salesman. <laughs> seven left. Seven left. <laughs> seven left. Send it. Like, oh, you missed by yeah. left. Maybe so four he, left. He 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 breaks it. Left. I said left. And I and and I. You should explain what you're talking about. Because yeah, you're so, talking about one and a half mil dots. Left. Yes. Yep. Yeah.
1: So there's in, in a reticle there's mils that is a unit of measure that translates to what the round is doing in external ballistics where gravity is affecting it at distance. So I would call left 1.5, which is deviating based off of the wind Dip. I'm seeing. And I'm analyzing the wind. It's actually a strong wind. A right. 1.5 plus is going to be a hard. And it, it might have been a 1.6.
2: Mil dot to mil dot is what? 3.3 MOA? Yes, it's a sure. that. And so one and a half would be about call it five MOA for easy math at eight hundred yards. You're talking four inches left of the actual desired yeah. impact yeah. point.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Coriolis effect, the wind spin drifting. Mm-hmm. It's it, there's a lot of things going on. So he breaks the shot. When he breaks the shot, I'm reading trace, and I'm like, I, I, I could get off the glass because I already mm-hmm. know it's good. It impacts the center of the target. I see the poof as I get off the glass. You hear the ting, right? So I'm like trying to be a professional right so i stand up and i like i tap Tim on the shoulder. i'm like good job <laughs> he's like Muffa. he's like yeah, X yeah, in his yeah, yeah, yeah. And shit." And he's and, doing tim things yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he said in the thing he wanted to break out in the mc hammer dance and i think he did he doesn't realize Probably he did, did yeah but he's like yeah fuck it and then i just kind of faded away into the crowd right right the entire class the instructors were trying to get me fucking fired I found this out later from Ricky Harris, a good buddy of mine from third group, who's one of my instructors. He's like, dude, they were after you. And and that's the the toxicity. That's these dudes who were like, I'm like, these motherfuckers are going back to the teams that I'm on. Yeah, yeah. And they did. Some of those guys came back to the company. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck that dude.
2: Right. That's how you get cold cocked in a bar. 100%. I saw Buzz instructors were being like that. They were just, dick. they were playing the character. And so I taught in second phase where, like once they passed the diving test, they probably weren't going to make it yeah. into the community you have to have a shift where there's you respect the relationship, but you're training your peers now. Right. And if you don't have that, like, I mean, I hold a grudge still against the dickhead buds instructors that I've never seen since that day that I hope that I do. <laughs> it's like, why would you assume that nobody else is the same way? Like you're going right. to knock the fuck out at a bar by some dude you treated like shit and don't even remember because you were playing a character. Right. It's just not professional, man. No, It's no.
1: bullshit. And, uh, uh, we didn't tell you this, but uh, when, um, we left you skydiving. Oh yeah, which is a great time. Thank it you for that. Awesome. By the way, yeah, yeah it was awesome. amazing. Like the, everything. Time. Set How up.
2: awesome is Skydive San Diego? It's and, so awesome and Jeff, so fucking cool. Jeff, the owner, is like got waivers for his kids to start jumping at like sixteen. Jeez, They're packing parachutes.
1: So awesome. And he's a former team
2: guy. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. who's the dude that? Um, is Jim the, Woods? Jim, Jim Woods. Jim is badass. Also man. a former team guy. He's yeah. I forget his Thank exact you, actual yeah. role, but. Yeah, your guys' rig should be done actually very soon. I'm, I'm hype great. about it, man. He yeah, texted
0: me today about it. Yeah, yeah.
2: we. So I we, have a one. I have a one ninety. I have
0: a PD one ninety right now. So I was <laughs> jumping one ninety when I was oh, there. Were you? So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready
1: to go. That's, that's pretty, a, that's a soft landing yeah. yeah. for you. Don't <laughs> I don't want it's to do that. A <laughs> it's uh, gonna
0: be loosey goosey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we went to. Uh, <laughs> you guys went to Buds, right? We went to we went to the area. Are you a team guy?
0: So are you a seal? Officially, yeah, yeah. I got that. We were at a
2: burrito. Taco shop and guess and in a very SEAL-centric area. Yeah. Between the two of us, guess who got recognized for Mike. <laughs> Fuck yeah. He's very recognizable. It's true. I'm Asian. Yeah. I'm the only Asian in this space. I, like, doing I like
0: how you're like breaking Asian stereotypes, like one
2: rally race at a time, too. But he's like, I love it. He's <laughs> fucking me. He goes, he goes, Oh yeah, they just recognize you. They're coming over. They walk right past me. <laughs> Are you Mike Lover? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but then I turn around and it's like, hey, you realize this is Andy Stumpf.
1: And then the guy goes, are you Andy Stump?" And Andy's like, he said something smart. ass. Like said sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. And the guy was like, kind of scared, like intimidated, like, oh, fuck. And then they took pictures. But there were Bud students who were oh, injured. Oh, okay. They were like, uh, right. uh, a, back. Do
0: they look like children?
1: Dude. Like, just like children. So. Infants. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shaved heads. Yeah. yeah like yeah. ranger school students. Yeah. And then we, we went to his old stomping grounds and kind of, we, I'm filming, um, content for Patreon now because of all the suppression that we got going on. So we did bonus reels walking up and down the beach, but he was talking about how he was a cadre there and all the experiences. It made me think about like our experiences in Camp McCall. Yeah. But our duty stations suck ass. You go to Coronado, San Diego. I would never leave that place. It's beautiful there. The weather was perfect. The women. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And we have Fort Bragg, Vietnam, Vietnam, Vietnam is awesome. We talked about this. I think like, we, I've, ta- I've sisters, talked about this. I Heard they're
0: sister cities. Like it is. They're like it's Coronado and Fayetteville, <laughs> our sister cities. The city architects oh, are the same. It's the same Sames. Like big shithole, dude. That's one of the biggest things. Where it's like the Navy guys get the, they get the best everything. Like everything. they get the they're best. treated like you got to be on stars. the coast. No headgear. And no head combat, they're the only, there's only combat, they're to... the only combat element in the fucking, yeah. like, in the, the entire. The combat arms element yeah. is the SEALs. The SEALs. I mean, it's like yeah. an EOD and the SWCC guys as well too. But yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of lumping everybody into that. Yeah, yeah like EOD I'm just saying that, too. But
1: it's like, yeah, in
0: Army soft, it's like, oh, what soft unit are you in now? Because it's like, there's 10 of them. Yeah. Who fucking knows? And then there's all these other people and you're like, okay, well. Yeah. And, Everyone else, like the Marines, are like, "Well, everybody's special in the Marine Corps. There are no special."
2: Yeah, men. they're all special because they're not. That's yeah, the Marine Corps philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one's special. Okay. Yeah, I think that it's. I,
0: I think that it's. Uh, it's good for wokeness to transfer into the Marine Corps. Did you see that? Uh, the the Crayola multi-colored fucking.
2: crayons on, <laughs> on what the helmet. I think, yeah, they posted it on Instagram. It was like... Was it the actual Marine Corps? Yeah, history? it was a Marine so, Corps page. You know, uh, like a traditional like full metal jacket, almost Vietnam era helmet, camo wrap mm-hmm. over the top. Yeah. It had crayons going down the left, left side in the band, mm-hmm. the colors of the Pride flag. Well, yeah, it's during Pride. Yeah. So the here's this
1: is a serious like a fucking problem. For me. Okay. Last month was Asian Pacific Islander month. And I didn't hear shit about that. Like no no corporations were talking well, you didn't, about No, Asian I Pacific did. Hours. I talked shit about you. Yeah. Specifically. You were being
2: racist to me <laughs> about being Asian. And I was like, I feel I thought we wanted. agreed this morning he was Hispanic.
1: I don't know. I'm anymore. half Mexican. Yeah. I'm half Mexican. But I, I think the whole, I, I saw it coming because all the memes, yeah, the corporate culture. But the fact that it's such like it's seemingly such an impactful thing and then you look at African American uh, month which is obviously February and you're like that's like legitimate like give homage to great african americans who let who have been leaders have been innovators mm-hmm. suppression all that rised up mm-hmm. that's a thing because that's a culture yeah but if your sexual orientation i don't care who the who you decide to sexually orient to nice but that's not a culture and people think it's a culture, but it's like, that's a sexual orientation. Being a human being and loving your children or loving your spouse, yeah. that's a human condition. That's like human stuff. Right. But we isolate it like it's a, it's a subculture. And I've seen like, uh, tra- I'm going to be attacked for being transphobic, but it's like the transgender um, people interacting with kids because they want to like, this is their way of giving back. Like, no, like, fuck, No. Oh, you mean like in that
0: drag? They did like a drag
1: show for elementary kids at some school. Fucking weird. I'm like, dude, what the fuck is going on? I don't see how that makes it through any level of scrutiny or approval process. That's why my kids are never going to fucking school. I just hate it. I'm not. I'm not sending them to
2: school. Yeah, because like you have not even high school. I I don't
1: want. I don't want. I I seriously don't want to do it. If I had a private school or a (laughs) chartered school where I know the conditions, right? My 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 beef with that whole thing is. He, when I grew up in school, um, even we were poor. I mean, we, I was tr- we were truly me and my dad living in poverty. He, just, we didn't, make, he didn't make a lot of money. We just He sucked at the time trying to st- struggle. He was in the PTA meets. You know, he was involved. Yeah. He was raising his hand during meets and like getting involved. Yeah. You have none of that now. So the buy-in is like outsourcing your kid's education. Like you do security, like you do all these things. Um, I wanted to ask you about assault weapons ban. I mean, mm-hmm. we we talked about the the suit thing, but assault weapons ban is looking like it has traction because it's the one thing they can go, well, we can get buy-in. And I don't think they'll get buy-in of uh, restricting it because he already, right. even, even during his speech, he actually, he fucked up and he said his out, which was like, at least we get, like we, if we don't get the guns banned, then at least we could agree on the 18 to 21 rule, which is, uh, 21-year-olds can buy an AR, but 18-year-olds, you can't. Right. Even though me and you weren't in the military, we were all in the military mm-hmm. very young.
2: Yeah, but there, there's an additional level of like <clears throat> education and supervision. Like I, yes, I had an AR platform rifle in my hands from <clears throat> right when I first got into the teams, like 19, 20 years old, but constantly being supervised by, you know what yeah. I mean? It's not like mm-hmm. I was running around with it. Yeah. And it, And it loads up a, a different discussion. If you're going to, I have so many questions about that. First one being, what are they calling an assault weapon, right? That that needs clarification as well. But why would we limit an 18 to 21-year-old from purchasing that when we allow an eight-year-old to decide what gender they want to be? Like there's a cognitive dissonance there about what people have the mental capacity Mm -hmm. to do. Like if you're not if you're worried that people are not responsible enough to decide whether or not they want to purchase a firearm, which all of us have a very, I think we have to admit that we have a very unique relationship with guns because for me, and I always tell people this when I talk about guns, for me, it's like a hammer in a carpenter's belt. mm -hmm. There's no mystique to firearms. And I'm not an expert on all firearms. I'm not an expert on legislation. I do understand how they work. I know how to work them. Barely. But you're a Navy SEAL, so you can say you're an expert (laughs) on all of that. And everybody's going to be like, It used to be. That's another one. People are like 50 years from now, people are like, and this is Navy SEAL and my walker. I'll be like, I haven't been retired (laughs) for quite some time now. (laughs) But why, if you're going to say you don't have the mental capacity or responsibility Mm. to purchase that weapon, how can we say that, again, to go not to make it all about that, but how do you say that somebody who is half that age or younger should, is ready to make a decision that's going to shape the potential rest of their life. I, I It's this very, it's like an intellectual misbalancing of mm. like, it's, you have to be this old to make this decision, but this one, it has no, right. like, what do, the fuck are we talking about? I don't know. I think,
0: well, I think that there's, the, you know, there, there's, there's a crisis, right? So it's a mental health crisis mm-hmm. and we're, we as a society, and I think a lot of, like fathers and mothers are being terrorized by crazy people. Like this is, this is terrorism. So regardless of whether or not people want to say this is, you know, non-applicable or applicable, there's a lot of people that drive their kids to school every fucking day. And they're terrified that something's going to happen. Gun owners need to take responsibility and say, this is an issue and we have to have a narrative in this in in our country, in our society that says we still have to have the right to bear arms, but we have to communicate to the non-gun owner section of the United States in a way that is effective. Like, I used 9-11 in this circumstance where it's like planes flew into the towers. We changed the way airport security was from that point forward because of an act of terrorism. Then we pursued terrorism internationally and we spent Mm. a trillion dollars Mm-hmm. Protecting the homeland. Plus, yeah. in twenty years, so okay, we have a, a problem in the United States that is traced directly back to psychotics, like people that are mentally fucking ill. So, what do we do about this? Because, it, you know, you still have to have, as a free society, we have to have our right to bear arms. We have to. This entire conversation about like, oh, we, we, we just need to get rid of them or whatever the fuck. It's, that, not, possible. it's not possible. It's not possible. It's a waste so of time to even You can't them. unring the bell. Yeah. The bell is fucking rung. Like, But now you can say we have a distinct reality that we live in and we are being, our children and our society are being terrorized by fucking crazy people having access to firearms. So what we have to do is we have to say, how do we catch this stuff early? And oh, by the way, Oh fucking newsflash! Every one of these guys was a problem, like a significant, yeah. identifiable psychological issues for years leading up, to, leading up to this. So it's like, this is not a surprise. Yeah, the like FBI the, was the new. Like, they were on their radar. Both like shooters, both really. So yeah, yeah it's like, it's like okay. So now what we have to do is we have to catch this stuff early.
1: Yeah,
0: and then we have to. Do something about the psychological issues, and then either you know figure out how we can put people in jail, or how they can put them back into a fucking psych ward, like restrict their access. But limiting our freedoms as a free society, <laughs> as law-abiding citizens, as too. law-abiding, it only yeah. affects law-abiding fucking yeah. citizens. Like people that break the law don't give a shit because yeah. they're still going to do it. Yeah. But I I think if we people looked at this more from this is terrorism. And we're being, we as a society are being activated by fucking crazy people. So mm-hmm. recognized as a psychological issue, then we can go to the root of the cause. Yeah. But 18 to 21, if you're fucking crazy at 18, you're going to be crazy at 21 more than likely, unless you've had help with medication and fucking counseling and a bunch of other shit. You're going to be crazy.
1: So I'm like that sick. Did you see the video that I posted of the 16 year old kid at the time in California running over the woman with a stroller?
2: No, I think I only saw that in the, it was an article and they were talking more about that. Uh, the DA. Yeah. And a lax it policy. It was insane. So did you see that? Mm-mm. God, you guys don't follow me? No, I do. It's I just did. your like shadow band. Shit?
0: So I can't <laughs> yeah.
1: fucking see anybody, any of my friends. I, I can't even pull up my own account half the time. <laughs> um, this, this whack job, 16 year old kid who had been previously accused of trying to drug a girl <laughs> on a, on a, you know, a date club, whatever the hell it is. I don't know the situation, but I know he got accused of that and, char- and potentially charged. He drives his car, hits a young mother aunt, with a stroller, <sighs> driving down, like walking down a back road. Right. She sees him coming. This is a CCTV camera on the building. Did he know her? He didn't know her. Okay. So he randomly turns down and he targets her, drives and runs her over the stroller and her. She gets flopped up on the windshield, rolls off. Dude, this chick was like Superwoman. Like she got hit. Parkour. She rolled on her knees and immediately got up and started sprinting towards the stroller and got her baby no injuries besides scrapes and bruises. The 16-year-old, who is now 17, the DA just prosecuted him, charged him as a juvenile with simple assault. I mean, it's aggravated assault, but basically assault, right? Simple assault. It's a felony charge. He gets seven months in juvie. And then when he's 18 years old, his record becomes expunged. It's completely gone. So you look at the system and you look at people... 60, I I believe the last statistic is 66% of all gun deaths that have been attributed this last year, which is the, it's always a year behind, it's Mm -hmm. 2021. 60 plus percent were suicide. Mm -hmm. 500-ish of Mm -hmm. of those are self-defense. We're lumping in accidental deaths. We're lumping in suicides. And we have a number that scares the shit out of people. Mm -hmm. And the overwhelming majority of the active shootings that are taking place in this country is the minority overall of everything, right? 19 19 terrorists with box cutters Mm -hmm. changed the way we do security forever in this country because of their act of terrorism. But we didn't take our ability to fly away yes, it was okay yeah.
0: there are different there are layers of security that you have to go through in order to fly, yes, we didn't say okay well let's ground the fucking birds because yeah. you know they're dangerous, those planes are fucking dangerous, it's you know what like, we
1: actually did we armed pilots, yeah through programs we yeah. put
0: air marshals
1: on, on planes with guns, we put
0: armored fucking doors, yeah, so pilots could still fly the plane i I was te- I was texting back and forth with one of my buddies, he's a principal at a school. And he was, uh, he's a principal of a school in uh, Vermont. He's like, what do you do, right? I'm like, well, you know, these are the things that I would recommend, right? X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. this happens in your school. These are the things I would recommend. And then we were talking to the GBRS guys shortly after. I was like, there's not a lot of people that actually know what to do. That's the other thing. There, there's just really a lack of knowledge in what to do where there should be a sustainment training, like fire drills. Remember we used to do fucking fire drills when I was growing up in elementary school, junior high and mm-hmm. high school. Like you'd have to constantly. Do them, like constantly because people were afraid of losing their kids in a fucking fire. Yeah. So I'm like, well, why are we not doing these types of drills directly related to emergency procedures? Because that's what they are. Yeah. But if you, if the first time you're doing an emergency procedure is the only time you've ever seen it, you have this fucking problem. Yeah. So I'm looking at this and I'm like, you know, you have to take away the aspects of like our right to bear arms, you know, our constitutional rights. Like these are, these are rights. And the the solution is not, well, now let's just stop all or, you know, some ban or whatever. It's like, no man, like that's not going to prevent fucking crazy people from having access. Like if you don't have somebody in our schools, and I was thinking about this, In the context of, if there is a a national security issue, we apply budget to that issue from the federal level, federal, state, local. There's only so many schools in the United States. They're actually fairly insignificant compared to the global war on terror and what we fucking spent on the global war on terror. And so having an armed guard that is like federally and state funded. Oh, by the way, when we look at police departments, they're woefully underfunded. Like most of them in the United States but it wouldn't be a a complex or expensive initiative, mm-hmm. and especially if taxes from firearms went to fund some of this, I'm pretty sure all gun owners would be like, "Yeah, I don't give a fuck." Like, sure, mm-hmm. add another five bucks to my fucking sale, yeah, so we care. can do that. They're not going to care, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, this goes to armed, you know, armed guards at schools and universities across the United States forever. It's just like conservation, the sale of guns go back into conservation gun owners don't want their rights impeded we want to continue to have access to be able to purchase guns so if they're like great this goes to fund these initiatives i think all of us would be like great let's do it yeah let's go for it reasonable 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 yeah. not like the tax stamp for suppressors that's like thousand dollars or whatever the fuck yeah. the government wants or red
1: flag laws man that's, like, I, like that's just dude, that, those are just fucking insane dude when you say when you say red flag That's a red flag to me because immediately I'm like, so you're telling me that a government official who has no understanding of how this works is going to dictate that if somebody's flagged and it's very subjective, obviously, very that they're going to determine whether or not number one, red flags, red flag laws already exist with issues like domestic violence. Correct. That you get your guns taken away. If you're charged with a misdemeanor uh, or a felony that involves domestic violence, you will lose your guns. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And so-
2: it will so, come in and take them. And no so, shit.
1: Yeah, completely. And then you have to go through a, a whole p- a process to be able to get your stuff back. But then I see like uh, the idea that red flag laws would, would mean that if you're a veteran with post-traumatic stress, that you would be screened. If you screen me, I've already been screened and I have PTSD according to the VA that's associated with TBI. Right. They said, we well, you have TBI. We're not saying you have PTSD, but we're saying- because you have TBI, you have all, do you have similar symptoms from TBI that are related to PTSD? I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't say that in the paperwork. I, I'm a contractor. I don't want you to just haphazardly put PTSD when yeah, you're yeah. telling me it's TBI related. Right? Like this is how it works. You said you went to war. You said you killed bad guys. You said you saw a dead bodies. You said you would lose sleep. You got PTSD. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Give me the disability, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now if you look in that record and then I'm screened and they go, well, Mike, how do you feel? I feel great. Well, let's talk about war. Well, you don't, you don't really want to talk about war. You don't want to ask me about war because all the things I'll tell you will scare the shit out of you. Like if I, the first time I said, they, they interviewed me and said, have you ever been to war? Yes. Have you ever killed people in war? Yes. Have you ever seen dead bodies? Yes. How many dead bodies have you seen? Hundreds. That's very unlikely. Um, let's, let's try to distill some of this. What do you mean it's very unlikely? I've, we've, as a task force, we killed 160 people in 90 days. Right. What what do you mean you killed 160 people in 90 days? All small arms, by the way, no cast. What do you mean? Like I saw 160 bodies that rotation because I mostly did sensitive site exploitation on all the bodies. I stripped a butt ass naked. What? There's guys that do that. Yeah. There's guys that do that. So I, I am the enemy. I am red flagged and you're taking my guns away. It's like, what the fuck are we even talking about? How about you focus on the insane human being who needs psychological help in a mental health crisis?
0: Which is a really good, it's a good segue for me to talk about myself. (laughs) um, (laughs) So a couple of years ago, Tulsi was one of the only Democrats that came out against, and what it was, it was was the ATF was going to require Mm -hmm. that Psychological records be pulled yes. on veterans to purchase firearms. Yes. And she.
2: When you were fundraising for the Democratic Party. This is, this
0: is, <laughs> yes. So this is when I was okay. like, yo, dude, she fucking stepped yeah. up because yeah. she blocked it. And she said, no, this is wrong. And she went to war yeah. in her own party for that. And that's why I was like, oh, this chick has stones. And that's exactly why when she ran for fucking president and all these other yeah. things, I was like, hey, dude, whatever I can do for I that. I supported her as yes, well. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Because yeah. She went to fucking war for us. Yeah. Like, I don't need the ATF pulling into my, you know, my VA records because who the fuck, you know, bureaucrat, snuffy right rifleman Magoo that got like washed out in second phase of you know basic training that went ahead to go be a you know special agent for the ATF that has a fucking chip on his shoulder. Oh, yeah. These green fuck these. Oh, fuck rays. these guys. <laughs> like fuck all these guys that went to war or all the guys that have a fucking vendetta, which actually we know a lot of people in, I, I did at least at the agency, where they had a chip on their shoulder for everybody that went to war. It's like, you guys went to war. Because they didn't. They missed the they boat. they didn't. Yeah, they missed the they boat. They either missed the boat or they were fucking pussies. Yeah. And they decided to take other positions within the agency that kept them nice and safe. And so what they had to do is they had to grind you into fucking moon dust because you were a threat. You represented You represented something that directly could take away their position of authority based on experience. Hmm. And if people thought of you as a subject matter expert within a field specifically related to combat, then you had an edge that made you the enemy within a professional subculture of people. And I've seen it too on the internet. Like you've seen it probably in the last like year. It's picked up steam where there is a section of the internet that I've, I've heard this bullshit narrative from these idiots that are like, well, real patriots don't work for the government, you know, or whatever, right? Like, yeah, I, I'm sure you've heard that bullshit. Always, like yesterday. But it's like, real patriots don't do this. And it's like, fuck you. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like the fiber of our, like, great country that we all, I mean, I think all of us love, it's like when you represent it, there's no greater representation of service than jeopardizing your life, limb, or eyesight and going over and serving our country. And this entire conversation that we're having as a society, there's like sections that have professional animosity against some of us that have like what I what I call is like carried the fucking heaviest rucksacks. Mm -hmm. And I would not put myself in that category. I would put other people that have carried much harder fucking like like a long, a, a long, long list of fucking really patriotic people that have done way more than I have. But there is some definitive animosity, both professional and then within our society between people that have done this and people that have not.
2: It goes back to what you were talking about earlier, the sense of security. Yeah. Uh, what did you say? The sense of security. Yeah. And I think it would be a fascinating conversation, even though I don't know if most would engage in it, of talking to those people who feel that way yeah. about our old job, asking them to describe and define actually what it takes to secure a nation. Yeah. Like What, what policies do you actually even know of that are in place from a, DOD perspective, from a federal government perspective, like what's our foreign policy? What's the DOD's role in all of that? Do you even know what it takes to provide for you the bubble, which I'm glad that they have, to live in that very detached headspace where, I I don't know, emotionally and and mentally, I can't get myself to that decision-making place that they're at. I don't think it would be possible for us based Mm -hmm. on, again, what we saw, which is unique. It doesn't make us special, but I have so many fascinating questions for those people and they they seem to, and the internet's not the right medium. For yeah, absolutely not. Eventually it just becomes fuck your mother and I'm like, well, that's super rude. Yeah it's, really, I, yeah, it's really rude. And so now I'm just gonna fuck with your Instagram page for years. But <laughs> 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 um, Yeah, I, I have more questions. I, I, I'm fascinated by the headspace. I'm fascinated by what they have done in their life, what they have experienced in their life. And more often than not, when I am able to engage with them, it's very, it's like a pinprick before that ideology actually really crumbles onto itself. And then mm-hmm. it, that's when it really just degrades to go fuck yourself well, on their side. Cause I'm I'm like, I'll talk about it. I'm like, Oh, yeah, well, you think I'm a terrible person? Cause I went overseas and you think I was oppressing Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, let me tell you about my own experiences fighting side by side with those people and what they told me and how, what they felt about us being there and the things that we did. And yeah. that's the lens I have on what's yours. And it's like memes. Yeah. Oh. Memes. Okay. And obviously I'm speaking broadly, but more often than not, their lens and the the context that they have is super shallow. Well, I think there's there's that there there is
0: constantly a social media conversation that's taking place that is not sophisticated in any way, shape, or form. It's all driven, to your point, it's all driven from memes. And so there's there's a huge, and I wouldn't say it's like directly. Um, propaganda or direct misinformation. It's people are having fun doing what they do with memes like are memes. Fucking awesome. They're fucking rad. They're awesome. <laughs> but it's also like people have taken those and said, this is how I get my fucking news yeah, now. I got my PhD through and, memes. Yeah. And you're like, dude, there's a big sophisticated conversation underneath all of this. Like, don't get me wrong. I love
2: a good meme and it's fucking, especially when they're about me and they're rad. One uh, of um, the best ones I saw recently, going back to Johnny Depp was a picture of him leaving the courthouse and it's like, today is the day that you almost caught Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> that's a good one. Right after they had the verdict and he won. It's like, fucking memes are awesome. They're awesome.
0: That's what the, <laughs> that's what the internet is for. Yeah. Like, I love it. And I think that over the last couple of years, I've seen it where there's things that take, they get steam and, and you're like, but that's just like blatantly false. Like, whatever right. it might be. And, uh, and then they just get more and more and more and more traction and they wind people up and they wind them up and they wind them up. And you're like, I have, a
2: good, I have a good example of this. I don't know if you guys actually, I, I did a podcast with a guy who was in town last weekend for, uh, a jujitsu seminar, but he works in the firearm space and he reposted something that NPR posted and this oh, is nice. how shit can get yeah, control. Yeah. The AR-15 is designed to blow targets apart. It's bolts travel with such velocity that they can decapitate an adult. <laughs> That's like NPR's page. With yeah. The check mark, which is a sign of legitimacy yeah. for a lot of people. And, <laughs> I, and and I, on my personal social media, I actually, I avoid engaging. It's just right. like, fuck. And it, when we were doing the podcast, I was describing the comment section on his post that he made about that. It's a, it's a combination of a prison yard and a pig pen. It's just, it's horrendous. But people, there is a, a subsection of people or a foundation of people who follow NPR that take that as gospel. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, I've, had, I've had multiple conversations with people. I like, wish an AR-15 would be capable of decapitating somebody. That you not rad? Much, yeah. I mean, we like, would be I mean, so much more effective at our job overseas. Like a,
0: like a Beowulf 50, that might be.
2: I've I mean, watched people take 300 yeah. Win Mag rounds yeah, to between the, the eyes at 100 yards and yes it deformed their head a little bit and there's sure. some Jackson Pollock action going yeah. on but it didn't decapitate them right i know i'm just trying to think about what it would take what
0: what is the projectile that it would take to decapitate somebody i was yeah, thinking like about 145 yeah. Azukia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Would rip or like that a forty. Do you think a Clean. forty millimeter like inside inside the arming range? Yes. Do you a think forty you could, mic mic? Yeah. Inside yeah. Inside
1: the arming range, it, it would lob like the head. head. It I might have so. some attachment left. Yeah. Be a little stringy. Yeah. It'd be stringy. Yeah. yeah. What, is, is it, rotate, what is it? Eighteen rotate? Was it eighteen meters? Thirty three. Thirty three. Yeah. Interesting.
0: I the only I know of a guy that that shot a dude with a forty mic mic inside the arming
2: range. We probably the know arming, the dude too. Yeah. Well, can you imagine how much that was fucking Harvey? Weird. Can't. Right. I, well, it fucking put a hole in him. <laughs> That's what I it like, yeah, probably did to,
0: kill him. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and uh, like he was, he was describing it to me because I was like, oh my god, you know, you did that? we were we were in Mosul. He's
2: like, yeah, man, it's awesome.
1: God, there's another guy I know. We we used to have the thumpers,
2: the the Vietnam era. Yeah, the pirate guns. M79. Pirate guns, yeah, M-79. M-79. How the fuck M-79. do I know this terminology? You guys are the unconventional because you're the experts. officer yeah you were doing the academics version yeah, of yeah. we were doing that practical yeah, you can saw that shit down saw off the, <laughs> the wooden handle yeah, yeah, of an M79 like, yeah. yeah. to top, like,
1: he's like what are the men using out in the field? Yeah, like, like I need to analyze all- yeah. we were actually killing guys we had the fucking GLMs like once, once oh,
0: we once went over there no, he had the like it was a side HK, reach GLM. Yeah. The HK to also mount on the bottom of your 416. Okay. It was a super super fun little gun. I
1: I have a Navy SEAL who AD'd an M79 on oh. a Baghdad International Airport. I tell you that story. Mhm. So the, I saw a guy do that in uh, just outside of, of Eighties.
0: fucking skipped one off, well. the ba- yeah. off the off the off the 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 skipped it off the fucking floor of the Helo and it went out the door. Oh, oh god. <laughs>
2: That would make me shit my pants. Here's the thing. We got to be cautious how many of these stories we tell because Especially about Navy SEALs. People listening right now are going to be like, I thought these were the most highly trained capable motherfuckers. Because I had story after story of oh, like, yeah. dudes in the back of Humvees like falling asleep and depressing the butterfly oh, yeah. on a fucking 50 cal and just, it's at a 45, but just gush like yeah. 18 miles later when that thing mm. comes down. I've seen them all. <laughs> I've seen the FBI HRT, AD assault. In the embassy, dude. How about the? That's it, fucking awesome. I saw
0: uh, the, the the CIA's director detail. The one of the guys on the detail shot himself in the foot, <sighs> and, and uh, it's just like we we're. I was sitting there in my room one day. It's like bang. I was like, whoa, whoa. I know what that is because there wasn't more. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. When it's like bang, yeah, and there's nothing left. It's all quiet. That it's all quiet. You're like, oh, I know what that mm-hmm. is. And you like start sleeping around, like, around. Oh shit! And there's one guy who's oh, not yeah. moving, who's staring. And, Dude was in front, like pretending, like going, like, <laughs> I was like looking around, and there's a big fucking chip out of the, the walkway, big fucking chip. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like trying to whistle and like look around and pretend like nothing happened. It was like, You're bleeding. Yo, dude, you have a fucking hole in your foot. <laughs> but he's like, oh, I'm good. I'm just walking off, man. Like, can go to the dock and get some ibuprofen, drink water. I don't know who. And I was like, yeah, okay. Anyway, I got to go. <laughs> so I was, just like it was fucking awesome, dude.
2: I was not physically oh. present for this, but I heard this from multiple people. JSOC operator. Yeah. In a chow hall, like a like one of the smaller chow halls early on. For whatever fucking reason, he is like drawing his gun, he'll drop the mag, jack around out and dry shooting. fire. Did dry firing at a in pop- the chow hall, in the chow hall. Wow. So in the chow hall? Dude, he's getting his rehearsal on. Yeah, uh, it might not have been. It was. It was a. It had to been somewhere where there was food because at the end of this, a box of Pop Tarts dies. But <laughs> he'd be like, pull bag out, jacket. Well, no as you can way. imagine, at some point in time, he reversed his procedure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking full extension, gosh! He did a he did Center a fucking mouse. office pop. Damn, legit office Spot, much like that twelve-year-old who went in to rob the gas station. Have you guys seen this video? Uh, and just uh, like, I think the clerk goes, "Are you serious?" He's just like, "Bam!" Yeah, I yeah, am I'm serious. serious. <laughs> I'm serious. We had 12-year-old. one at the at the
1: at the office yeah. when you used to train me. There was one in the little yeah. the little highest my trained, class, yeah,
2: highest trained my people class. on earth. JSOC dude, operator, dude. dude uh, oh yeah, was dry firing on yeah, a, yeah. a pasty and put it yeah. right through the pasty. I remember that. Yeah, I remember <laughs> the trailer. that trailer. It's amazing how accurate the. uh dry slash live fire round can be because you're really not expecting that recoil. You know what I mean? You can just yeah. really break, and you really break yeah. it. You can really break it. Surprise. It's a, yeah. it's a
0: big surprise.
2: Yeah. I had a dude in, uh, I had a dude in
0: uh, Mosul Chow Hall and yeah. he was, the way he was clearing his M9. So he was like a, a major. Mm-hmm. He just emptied the entire round. mag. In the barrel, into no, the, the barrel. barrel. Yeah, he's just like bang, 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 <laughs> just so I can pull him the trigger. Like, like, like put his ear pro in, his eye pro, is just like bang, 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 bang. just like kept shooting it into this. He's like, like that's whoa, what, whoa, it's for. what the fuck is going on? He's like, Clear I'm safe, clearing, bro. I'm clearing and safing my fucking pistol, and I was like, this is awesome. Like I wish I could see stuff oh like this every my god. day, where it's like everybody's like freaking out. You know, I like I like that so much where you see people like, oh my god, the hive is just like, and you're just like yes. and you're just like this is awesome, this is awesome,
2: yes. We have to. Awesome, we have I feel to be like, careful with these stories. We can't tell too. We many. We already told too many. <laughs> We're committed. The M seventy nine one was great I, because
0: I got one more for you guys. <laughs> what's what's this so, one? So this is uh down south like just south of Karbala and the invasion this is a fucking good one so we were getting fuel at a 101st airborne fucking FARP that we had a bunch of there was a bunch of guys out there and we were in a facility and we see and we hear you know and there's like like perimeter probes so guys are shooting every now and again like it's just like normal Mm -hmm. especially like there's this kind of gunfire going on like every now and again right but you just got used to it It as a background noise but then you hear the saw. I hear the saw fucking fire up. I'm like, gaw, gaw, gaw. I'm like whoa, okay, okay. So we're like getting our shit.
2: Like, okay, man. A very distinctly like, cyclic rate of fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You're like, okay, and it's not stopping. So you're like, oh, <laughs> shit. Okay, son. Damn, it's fucking for real some. now. And then dudes are running, but they're running away, away from it, away from the gunfire. So- we're running towards it They're running away Like cause it's like You know E3 snuffy And fucking yeah. like And we're like What the fuck is going on You know like I don't know man Like so we're So Dude has a runaway gun Oh god Private snuffy Runaway saw Yeah So up. Sear fucking Bounces out Or whatever it is And you guys You guys have, <laughs> The trigger I really fell out He fucking rolls out So he's in a room He's in a fucking Little room Like we'll call it Eight by eight With other guys He's just like pop smoke. He's like,
2: bitch, I'm out. And, uh, <laughs> it's a real hot potato situation. He's a hot potato. Oh
0: he my God. Like doesn't know how to, you know, curl the rounds or whatever it is that he's doing. So he, dude, team leader comes in or like E4 comes in, takes fucking round in the, in the fucking thighs. Fucking squad leader comes in, takes a fucking round somewhere else. So that fucking saw, that runaway, every one of those guys like live by the way, but they all took rounds. There's three dudes that took rounds from a runaway gun going into the fucking, going in and to see what it was. And we were like, Jesus Christ. And I was like, I go back to the vehicles. I'm like, you guys, we got to get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Like like, this place is dangerous. (laughs) Fuck, We got to go back out there into Indian country. Because it's safer out there than oh, it is God. in here. It's So
2: safer. true. Yeah. So true, though. Can you imagine a saw not being held? Just like I, the behavior of the... I had, oh, it was literally... I, I, yeah. I, I was doing low viz in Baghdad
0: in 06, and I had one... I had a guy behind me, and I had a runaway gun. We went through a fucking... Like a big fucking pothole. Yeah. And it trimmed the fucking sear, and it, and it fucking started. But... I wasn't sure. I was thinking we were taking contact, like contact left, but we weren't because I saw, I started seeing the fucking, the the panel beneath my fucking leg. <laughs> I started seeing light fucking <laughs> come through it. And I was like, oh shit, this is right behind my head,
1: son. Oh shit. Yeah, was and, it one of the ones on the mounts? Like a, a no, a, he
0: had it in his fucking, like on in his, his fucking hands on his lap. Pop. And it fucking, and it started. he oh, God. He wasn't he just fucking held it. doing anything. He was like holding it. And then finally the dude across from him reached over and fucking Lake. grabbed the belt. Yeah, yeah, but it was like I was driving and then he was in the fucking like behind behind the driver and I saw the fucking light come come across Oof. but we're like, oh, okay, well fucking dude's getting some like okay, whatever. Like this is fucking normal shit. And we're like, but that ain't that ain't normal for
1: the the whole panel to be fucking Exposing light, the procedure is break the links Right, it's hold it in the right direction and break the link. Yeah, yeah. you
2: have to interrupt it somehow. Yeah, you, just, yeah. you can
1: just fucking pull them back.
0: it yeah. comes off. Like, but yeah. if you don't practice that, yeah, you got to practice.
1: You're like, uh, what the fuck's going
0: on? It takes you a minute to yeah, figure he's it like out. He's holding it, like stabilizing yeah, just, it, just like stabilizing it in a safe area. I mean, that's a and good he's first step. It go. That's yeah, a good exactly. first step. Yeah, right? yeah. put it, put it in a safe yeah. direction. Yeah. Like, but super fun. Yeah, we're at uh, an hour thirty. You guys ready to call it? No. Okay, good. Never. I got to piss. You got to pee? I got to pee pee. What's yeah. that cup for? It's true. Let's just call.
2: You guys, you want to call it? You can call it if you want yeah. to. What, what are we going to close gonna... with? Uh, well, yeah, what are we oh, going to oh, close so here, with? So the last one we did, we were in San Diego. Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are you doing? It tonight? feels it's super right.: aggressive. It feels like, right, doesn't it? It feels like, oh, got to stab him, motherfucker. Well, last time we did this, people were demanding that we do this about once a month. We got to do it once so, a month we have to commit to the people who watch and listen that we are yeah. going to do this more regularly. That was a fun For episode. For whatever reason, people think we know what we're talking about. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> no. I love no. these episodes.
0: These are my favorite I do, episodes. Me too. It yeah. feels like catching up too. Yeah. Like yeah.
2: It's always fun. Yeah, because you never know where it's going to go. I mean, we're ending with smoking Pop-Tarts and... Uh, Kill, killing Pop-Tarts. Yeah. The incompetence of special operations operators across the the, the service spectrum of AD special can mean a lot of things. Yeah. I'm I always, HRT. I threw a CIA
1: in there. It's, I always want to do that book called
0: Clowns in Action, and it's just these stories. Oh, so these many stories. Bouncing forty Mike. Mike got a helicopter. Oh, yeah. graphic yeah. novel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Like scooping wrong dudes off the street. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> I'd done good.
1: that one before. <laughs> be a good graphic novel. It would it be. It would be, oh, right? me and him are doing <laughs> Clowns that, in this Action. Is how we end it? We're actually doing a graphic novel. Are you really? Is Chris
0: going to do it for you guys?
2: I don't know who. Chris no, is. I. I he's, he's, a, he's, time. A, he's a fucking. He. You are. Yeah. Oh man. Mike and I decided yesterday we're going to do a graphic novel series. Perfect. I like it. All yeah. fucking stories, comics. We're going go to comic. It's like
0: Ace and Gary. <laughs> <Yes>. Right?
2: <Yeah. laughs> do you remember that? Yeah. But that's live action. That's an actual yeah. like, cartoon. We're going to
1: do comic book on stories of Mac v. Sog Special Operations. That's guys. cool. But the graphic novel version of it so it's a little bit more
2: professional. Yeah.
1: But it tells you. And then Mike's gonna
2: go to Comic Con and sign autographs. I will
1: but we're gonna give proceeds of profits to, depending on who the story is, to the it's like we do with Warriors Heart for Eagles and Angels. Fuck
2: that. I'm building a Bronco like that.
1: <laughs> good luck. That's a all lot of good things.
2: All profits and proceeds are going to go to the, the Bronco charity, which I'm going to the Andy create stump. right after this. <laughs> bronco That's a lot charity. Of And I promise I will drive it by uh, disabled can. children and people yeah. and wave to them as I go by. So I'll give it back to mean. the community. That is me. All
1: right. Thanks, all guys. All right. See you next time.
0: That concludes today's training. Any questions? Woo! Drum titties, boy!